0: we're on the road with mickey we're gonna have some fun regardless of the rain or sun our trip has just begun so buckle up let's go we're about to start the show and maybe if you like us you'll see where else we'll go hi everyone i'm sophie he's mike welcome to our little corner of the podcasting universe Hopefully you like the sound of our voices and you want to stick around for the show. Not that it stays in one place for long. I mean, after all, we are on the road with Mickey. So hop in the car and buckle up your skate belts because we've got an awesome adventure this week. Now a brief rundown before we get moving. First up, our roundtable talk where we'll discuss the main topic for this week, followed by some Disney trivia ranging from Disney history to a random Disney character of the day. Well, that's just about it. Everybody ready? Let's get this show on the road.
1: On the Road with Mickey is sponsored by Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis and Tech Solutions NC. Reach out to them for any of your computing or travel needs. Hey, everyone. I'm Mike and she's Sophie. Hi. And together we're On the Road with Mickey. This is episode eight for February 24th, 2020. And today we've got a good show wrapped up for you We're going to talk about um, some cheddar with the cheese Cheddar from the big cheese We're going to talk about our favorite things at Hollywood Studios And we're going to go into our usual segments on um, this day in Disney history Our Disney who's who character of the day And our Walt Disney quote So I hope you all are ready So buckle up, relax And let's just talk about Disney for a while
0: Yes So starting us off with Cheddar from the Big Cheese Daddy?
1: Yeah Um, It looks like the dates for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party Are being finalized Um, Some sites are reporting them as specific dates And I don't know um, If those sites are Truly accurate or if it's more of a guesstimate i'm not 100 percent certain i haven't seen any official word from disney um in one of their email posts but um But it looks like if the rumors are to be believed it looks like your first halloween party could start on august 13th And the last one would be like normal would be on november 1st um Which is, of course, the day after Halloween And that's traditionally one of the last days that they celebrate it As they um, will then transition into the Christmas season at Walt Disney World Um, A few highlights There are a lot of dates in October, of course, which you would expect Um, The website said that it's nearly every night But it's not quite that bad It's 18 nights throughout October if the dates play out correctly um, But that means that there's 13 nights when it's not So um, anyway So if you are interested in Not So Scary Halloween Party tickets They will be going on sale at some point in the near future And I'd be happy to help you with that um, We can add it as part of um, your vacation package Or we can um we can look at that being a separate purchase for you for If you're a local or something like that So, anyway, that's the not-so-scary Halloween party dates um, Sophie, what do you got?
0: Well, there's this movie that I really, really want to see And it comes out on... Wait, no This is when the characters come out It's called Onward and there are two characters from the movie Called Ian and Barley And they will be coming to the California Adventure Park And Hong Kong Disneyland As meet and greet stations Starting at Disneyland California Adventure On March 6th And followed later by Hong Kong
1: Yeah, and um, actually, Sophie, you're correct That that's the date that they start But it's also the date that the movie re- movie releases So ah. so it's it's... It's totally not coincidental that that worked that way.
0: Yes, <laughs> that was perfect
1: planning on that part. And so, I really want
0: to see it because this sounds like an interesting movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, it really does. Um, I, I think it'll be good. And you know how how we as a family we love seeing our Disney movies, so absolutely we'll be seeing it at some point. <laughs>
0: yes, and on top of that, this next piece is a little bit controversial.
1: Maybe a little bit um, It's more of a question Than than a controversy In my opinion anyway But um, I learned that Soren over California And that's the original Soren show um, It will be returning To Disney's California Adventure From February 28th Through April 21st And that brought me to a question I don't I didn't do the the true research to find out how many times they've brought it back since they went to Sorn around the world. but um, but it seems to me like there's been at least two or three times where they've stopped running Sorn around the world and brought back Sorn over California. And um and I just wonder, why are they doing that? Is it because people really like that show? Or is it because people don't necessarily like soaring around the world as much? And um, on a segue with that, that that led me over on our Facebook page, On the Road with Mickey. And by the way, you can find that at facebook.com slash on the road with Mickey, all one word. Um, That led us to a poll question. And um, I asked the question, I said, which do you like better, soaring over California we're soaring around the world, and um, you know there's still some time if you want to vote. But there is—it's um, been really, really a close vote. It's like 53% for soaring around the world to 47% for soaring over California. So it's a really tight vote, and we've had a lot of response from it. So, so Sophie and I love response, and that's one of the things that really gets gets us excited. Yeah. So, but um, but yeah, it's a good question. I just don't know why do they keep bringing it back. Do you have any theory, Sophie?
0: I really just think because of the way that the poll played out, I really just think that a lot of people still really like it, and so they want to make sure that they don't lose people coming to that attraction because it has a different showing than the one that they liked.
1: That could be And also, of course, most of the time that they bring it back I think they've been bringing it back over in California So so it's got that angle going for it too, you know um, But who knows You know, Disney does a lot of research Into what they're going to do and when they're going to do it So it certainly um, is worth You know, they've done some some research to figure out what will be good So and it's only for a couple months If you are interested in going to see Soren over California If you miss it and haven't seen it in a while And you are interested in looking into that You can reach out to me and I'd be happy to price out a trip for anyone that's, that's curious It's um, just reach out to me on email I'm at mike at pixievacations.com And finally our last little bit of cheddar from the big cheese is relating to the Disney villains after hours at the Magic Kingdom. So about
0: excited.
1: Yeah, talk about that a little bit, Sophie.
0: So we all know that a bunch of people in the Disney franchise, well, not franchise, a bunch of people at Disney really, really like the villains, myself included, because villains are relatable, unlike What my dad thinks And at the Magic Kingdom After hours the Diamond Horseshoe Saloon Will become a Villain's Lounge during the parties But is this Really worth the cost It's $145 Per person Plus tax for 3 extra hours And I have to agree with you Daddy that is a little bit pricey
1: yeah, that seems pricey to me. Because if you if you do the math, you're looking at, um, what are you looking at? Four, four over forty dollars. So forty-five, something like that. I don't know. I haven't, I'm I'm tired. <laughs> I haven't done the math, but um, but it's a lot it's of money. A family of three,
0: one hundred forty-five, three hundred. Three hundred. Well,
1: a family of three would be four hundred and thirty five dollars for yeah. those for those three extra hours. And <sighs> um and I just it just doesn't seem worth it to me. Unless
0: um, of course it's some sort of raving party.
1: Yeah, but I I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean I I, I compare it to Let's compare it with Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, okay? Our yeah. Not-So-Scary Halloween Party ticket was And we went in early October So as you get into October, you pay a little bit more And I think our ticket was probably about $100 And I'll guess and say $115 Maybe $125 for that night per person um, Which is still a lot of money But We had the option of getting in at 4 o'clock and being there until midnight So you still get 8 hours worth of part time Mm -hmm. in in that price So there's a lot better investment to be had for that, I think
0: Yeah, I can see what you're saying so unless it was something like really, really, really off the charts amazing I don't think it would be worth it that much I yeah. love Maleficent, I love the Evil Queen, I love all of those classic Disney villains But unless it's some amazing party Then I don't think $145 a person would be worth it
1: Yeah, maybe it's more a case of of doing it you know, one time You know, and 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 then just saying, okay, we've done it, and it was really, really cool, or something like that. But I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm probably in the minority. I think there's a lot of people that do it because they have a lot of dates where they are doing it, and um, you know, most of them, it's when the park closes at nine o'clock. Or not most of them. Some of them, it's when the park closes at nine o'clock, and so you're able to stay at the park until midnight. Some of them, it's when, or most of them, is when the park closes at ten o'clock, and so that means that you get extra, you get extra time until one a.m. So it's like having an extra, an evening extra magic hour um, arrangement. But of course, you're paying for that instead of getting that as part of. Um, What Disney offers for park guests So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So anyway Um moving on though I did want to reach out to you And let everyone know that Um today and today Actually in for today We're actually recording early So today is actually Wednesday February 19th um and this is our Recording for the February 24th Show and um And that's because we're going to be out of town This weekend um Visiting family but anyway I wanted to let you know that I created a new Facebook Group um, that's in with on the road with Mickey and um, I'm letting you all know that Primarily and it's open for Anyone that wants to join the group feel Free to do so um, It's it's basically Go to um, go to that Facebook Page facebook.com slash On the road with Mickey and, um, and then you'll see the group listed in there But basically, I thought it would be a fun way for, um, for you guys If you wanted to communicate with us in other means Then you can communicate with us in this group And tell us what you thought of the podcast Or what topic ideas you have Or, or anything like that And also, one of the things that Sophie and I are really interested in doing Further down the road is start bringing in some some guests to come on the show with us, and I think that would be a great way to to kind of get some of you lined up and 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 get excitement brewing about being on our podcast. And you know, because we're having so much fun doing it, we want to share it with everyone. And
0: I so. had a bunch of fun interviewing Zach, which was our guest in episode three, and I really want to yeah. do that again.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and so, so I think it would be a lot of fun to to start doing this. So I thought, let's just make a group, and let's just um, you know, kind of highlight on it a little bit, and and open it up, and let people know that it's there, and hopefully you'll um, you'll want to join it and talk Disney with us. So, um, but you know, that's all I got for that. Um, and that leads us into our topic of the day. And what's our topic of the day, Sophie?
0: Well, we've already discussed Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and Animal Kingdom So now it's time to discuss Hollywood Studios
1: What specifically at Hollywood Studios are we going to talk about?
0: Well, of course, we're talking about our favorite things there As well as some memories And a bunch of different things Just Hollywood Studios in general
1: All right So, starting us off, Sophie what are some of your favorite things at Hollywood Studios?
0: Well, I don't go to Hollywood Studios as much as I go to the other three parks But I love Hollywood Studios because I love the Tower of Terror And Toy Story okay. Mania But I do also miss the Animation Academy I miss it a lot
1: Yeah, yeah And and it's kind of cool though that they've moved that over to Animal Kingdom And it's going to be fun um, I think that's one of the definitely things That we'll look at In, in between Fast Passes That Animal Kingdom will be Doing the um, the character experience there So yes. But yeah I know what you mean about Missing the Animation Academy But one of the things I'm, I'm excited about though Is that um, The museum um, And I think it's called One Man's Dream Um and, and oh, yeah. I could be wrong on this But I believe that is still open And that is still a neat thing to see um,
0: It is still open
1: Okay um, But you know You talk about how much you like Tower of Terror And I talk about how much I don't like Tower of Terror <laughs> Yep But I or do like ever. I do like Rock and Roller Coaster though And, and I cannot okay.
0: stand Rock and Roller Coaster
1: yeah, and that, of course, is located right next door to Tower of Terror And right across the street from the amphitheater where Phantasmic is So so that's kind of a happening area in Hollywood Studios um, I also like Toy Story Mania um, And I like, you know what? I like the Beauty and the Beast live on stage show It's it's a cool show It's like seeing a play Um a short and condensed play but it's neat because you get to sit down and relax and enjoy the music and the dancing and all that
0: and it's um, in the shade
1: yeah it's in the shade and and it still can be hot especially in the you know the dog days of summer but um but it's nice and I still like to see it so and it's a big theater so it holds a ton of people um and then you know I'm a goofy kind of guy so One of the things I like That I've always liked ever since I was a kid Is the Muppets And so seeing Muppet Vision 3D To me is always fun Even if it is um, Getting dated and things like that So
0: Yeah But it's always good Like it's a classic thing And I agree with you, the Muppets is great
1: Yeah And then last thing, one of the things I like Especially since they redid it And made so many alternates Is of course, Star Tours. Now, um, this year is going to be different for us because we're going to actually see Star Wars Land, which we've never seen before. So, it's I'm really
0: Galaxy's Edge.
1: Yeah, thank you, Galaxy's Edge. So, I'm really excited to report back on what our thoughts were about it because that is like, yeah, you know, I think it'll make Star Tours look like a little kiddie ride or something.
0: Probably. Um,
1: probably and of course Mickey and Mickey and Minnie's in the magic what is it the runaway railway um
0: uh-huh.
1: that ride is opening up in just a couple weeks and we'll be able to ride it I've been hearing a lot of rumors though about how they're expecting some huge lines mm-hmm. um, and I hope-
0: So long Brett Line so long that they're actually allowing you to get these passes so that you can go to the bathroom while you're in the queue.
1: Yeah, go to, well, leave and go to the bathroom and then come back. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's what I meant, Daddy.
1: <laughs> well, we don't want them going to the bathroom right in the queue. <laughs>
0: no, thank you.
1: <laughs> okay, well, that was gross.
0: <laughs> Very gross. I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry too. Not your fault, my fault. But anyway um yeah i'm i'm hoping that a strategy of getting there right at rope drop and going straight there while we wait for a boarding zone for um rise of the resistance will hopefully get us um a not as long wait for for um, mickey and minnie's uh, runaway railway so mm-hmm Fingers crossed please on that
0: Fingers Um, crossed
1: Yeah and then of course There's you know the The Toy Story Land which we haven't Really I mean you experienced Part of it but mommy and I have never Really experienced any of it So so that's another Thing that we're gonna we're gonna have To check out too is Toy Story Land So
0: yep Because I've seen a little bit of it
1: yeah. Yeah I rode
0: one of the rides
1: yeah So hopefully we'll be able Everything will will line up And we'll be able to um, To see what we can do And one of the things that We're going to have, Sophie Is I'm going to create touring plans for us Uh-huh And by doing that Hopefully that will give us um, Some times when We're not spending as much time in line
0: That should be very useful, because yeah. we usually just play it by ear, don't we?
1: Yeah, and um, and touring plans is something that I make for my clients when they, when they ask for them, or if they're not certain, then I'll make them for them. But it's I I don't get a lot of feedback on them, so I think for a park like Hollywood Studios with three. Major top tier fast passes. I mean if you look at tier one fast passes, you can't get any better than um, Millennium Falcon smugglers run um, Slinky dog dash and um, Mickey and Minnie in the runaway railway, I think those three fast passes are gonna be incredible but as because they're all tier one you can only pick one of those three So how do we maximize getting three of those rides in When yeah. we're only at the park one day
0: That so, is a problem
1: So it might be a case where we want to, um, to switch And maybe um, not switch a park day but remember that we have Park Hopper and make a plan to come there a second time um, to see what we can do. So I don't I,
0: know. Well, I guess we still are kind of playing it by ear.
1: A little bit, but um, but I think having those touring plans it might help us out. So let's see what we can do with that and just and just see where we go with it. So yep, and then of course. We'll report back and let people know how our touring plans helped us or didn't help us, or if we followed them or didn't follow them, and things like that. So, all right. So, continuing on, do you have a favorite memory from Hollywood Studios, Sophie?
0: I do. And in fact, involves the Tower of Terror.
1: Okay. So,
0: when I was. Little, I really, really wanted to ride the Tower of Terror, and so my mom and I we were in line because you were elsewhere.
1: To- Actually, I was in line also.
0: Oh, that's right. You the
1: first time I was in line. <laughs>
0: the first time you were in line, not the second and third. Um, right. But we had met these love this lovely couple. Their names were Brienne and Tyler. And they had just gotten married. Yeah. So I complimented Brie on her Disney wedding gears because they were so pretty and I loved them. And then while we were waiting there in line, just this friendship blossomed. And after we rode through the ride, I, of course, wanted to go on two times more.
1: And And I hated it
0: Oh yeah, because you were wearing your camera around your neck And during the parts where you fall, your camera was above your head So of course you hated it
1: I hated it, and I don't think, I think Tyler really liked it But I don't think Brienne liked it a whole lot either
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I don't remember though I think that that's my memory tells me that she didn't like it as much
0: Still, at the end of the ride I wanted to keep talking to them So we agreed that we would become pen pals Yeah And they live up in Canada While we all live here down in the States So it was it was nice to have a friend from a different country And although I stopped talking to them Daddy actually told me that they're still friends with them on Facebook
1: Yep, yeah, Mommy and I are still friends with Brian on Facebook Facebook. I don't think Tyler does Facebook just like you don't do Facebook, but yeah um, but Brianne does. So and and we still we still talk to them via Facebook some. So it's kind of cool. But yeah, that that was a great story. And I I did not like the effect of those drops it had on me. And I know makes me a wuss, but I did try I did try a second year. The next year we went I did try it again And this time I put my camera to my face And while we were going up and down and dropping I had the camera button to press And I was just taking picture after picture after picture And um, that made it a little bit better But it still didn't really do enough for me That made me want to really go see it so
0: Yeah, that's kind of the way it was for me with the rock and roller coaster Yeah Because after we went on the Tower of Terror We went on the rock and roller coaster And my ears just went
1: Yeah, because it's so loud And the speakers are right by your ears So I, I totally get that And that yeah. probably would be a good place to have earbuds or some sort of hearing protection, and especially if you're sensitive to things like that. So,
0: yep. And then, of course, there were all the corkscrews and stuff that was in there,
1: which I love, of course, but not everybody does. So, it's okay.
0: Yeah, no, just put me on California Screaming or as it's called now, the Incredicoaster, and that's about as much as I can take.
1: Okay. Um, now. I have a favorite memory as well And my favorite memory My favorite memory is related um, With Star Tours After they redid it So We are at Hollywood Studios It is um, We had a whole group with us I think it was the trip where um, Carrie and Neil and their kids were with us Although I could be wrong Um, Uh But anyway um we were riding Star Tours and there was about six or seven of us. And so most of you were in one row, and mommy and I were in the row right in front. And um the cast member said you'll like this row better anyway. And I didn't really pay much attention. I was like, Okay. And um and it was funny because as, as if you've never ridden star tours, what happens is you're going on a tour of a star system. Um, C three PO is your is your nav is your host, kind of your narrator, and um, and before you leave, you get stopped by Darth Vader because someone on that ship has been has been identified as the rebel spy. And so, the first time we wrote it, we're, we didn't know any of this, of course And we're getting ready to start, and then Darth Vader stops us And they scanned everyone in there, and they stopped on me And said, he's the rebel spy And it was so funny, I just started laughing Because, you know, I'm no spy And it was just so funny that my picture was plastered on the screen As being the rebel spy, and it was just hysterical
0: It was hysterical And then we all started laughing with you
1: Yeah, but little do they know That I truly, really was the rebel spy Darth Vader was right, but He didn't get what he needed, so
0: Yeah, no And I promise I won't turn you in When we go to Galaxy's Edge
1: Thank you, I appreciate that So, (laughs) that was a fun memory for me And and I, I really enjoyed that And that's something I don't think I'll forget For a long time, so
0: Yeah, I don't think you will either, because it was pretty funny
1: Yeah, Um, so tell me, Sophie, is there anything else we need to talk about for Hollywood Studios and our favorite things?
0: Well, I know we don't usually eat much at the quick service restaurants there, but is there a favorite, like, something else besides a ride or a memory that you like from Hollywood Studios?
1: Hmm. Well, you know, um I do like fifties primetime cafe. It's a wonderful restaurant, and we've had a lot of good times eating there over the years. Um, you know, there's the time that I was called a whiner, and <laughs> and then and then grandma sherry was called a tattletale. Yeah. <laughs> And then there was the time when um, our cousins at the table next to us um, were. She called. They. She kept calling us cousins, and it it turned out that they were from um, from near Greensboro, North Carolina, and we're from Raleigh. So really, it was almost like they were cousins, you know. So that was really that was really funny, and of course not. DNA cousins, but still state cousins. Um, so that <laughs> was didn't fun. I
0: realize that, Daddy. That's actually pretty cool.
1: It was really kind of funny. Um, they were from actually it wasn't it wasn't Greensboro. It was Gibsonville, which is a lot closer to us even than Greensboro. But anyway, so that was a lot of fun. Um, you know, there's the time when Stephanie and I didn't want to ride probably Tower of Terror, and you all did. And so um, we got some ice cream and I had the absolute best, bar none, the best ice cream sandwich. It was two huge chocolate chip cookies, probably about four or five inches around um, with vanilla ice cream in the middle. And oh, my gosh, it was so good. Um, so that's a good snack that we can get to. But... Um, but anyway, yeah, there's there's just a lot of things and now with all this with all the galaxy's edge and the star, I um, mean, the Toy Story Land, there's just so much more that we haven't experienced yet. So, it's an exciting day, I think for us to to um to get that that day in. But um but there's just a lot that we're going to have to report back on, you know.
0: Yep. And I really, really like that idea I actually kind of want to try that ice cream place That you were talking about If it's open
1: I'm sure it'll be open I'm sure it'll be open All right. So if that concludes our topic of the day Let's move on to our next segment And we're going to talk about This day in Disney history
0: That we are And today I have a rather interesting Piece for you So, I'm sure we all know of Steve Jobs. Well, you might be asking me, Sophie, what does he have to do with Disney? Well, here, listen to this. On February 24th, 1955, Steve Jobs, one of the leading figures in the computer industry, is born in San Francisco, California. A co founder and CEO of Apple Computer, obviously. Jobs also bought Lucasfilm's computer graphics division in the mid-1980s and helped turn it into Pixar Animation Studios. He was credited as the executive producer of the 1995 Pixar film Toy Story. And as of 2009, Jobs was the Walt Disney Company's largest individual shareholder and a member of its board of directors. Wow. And quoted from entrepreneur Mark Seigel Steve Jobs is the closest thing to Walt Disney since Walt Disney
1: Whoa, that's high praise, isn't it, Sophie?
0: That is very high praise
1: That's cool And and I don't know if it's specific But remind me, Sophie In Spaceship Earth when we get to the computing age part, and we see the garage with the car in it and the person banging on the keyboard, is I think that computer is a Mac.
0: I think it might be too.
1: I might be wrong on that, and you yeah, know what we got it's one right of those now. things we gotta we gotta really check out for ourselves again. Yeah.
0: We it. I'm looking this up right now. But Who's I
1: almost I almost feel like that's Steve like that's meant to look like it's Steve Jobs in his garage.
0: <laughs> hmm. Who's the mystery man in Epcot's garage? I'm looking this up right now. Okay. And the unidentified figure working on a personal computer in Spaceship Earth Attraction isn't an Apple founder, Disney says. Instead, it's just a tribute to all the geeks who toil in California garages.
1: Well, there you go. There you go. So no, it, not it Steve Jobs, but it it's it could be.
0: <laughs> it's speculated that it was supposed to be either Steve Jobs or Steve Wozniak, but nope, just a geek.
1: Okay. Well, that's perfectly okay. That's perfectly okay. Yep. Well, it's still cool though, to me anyway. How. Those sorts of things connect together.
0: Yeah, it is pretty cool because it does look like him, I guess.
1: Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I think more from a perspective of fitting the image of a computer person. But anyway, all right. So, do you have anything else for this day in Disney history?
0: Nope, nothing from me, so why don't we move on to the character of the day
1: Alright, well today we are talking about the movie Inside Out And because of that, it's probably fairly easy to recognize who our character is And her name is Riley Anderson Riley, of course, is a special name for us because Sophie's best friend is also named Riley but, yep. um
0: and Riley is also blonde
1: yeah. But Riley Anderson is a cheerful element 11-year-old girl with a spirited imagination. She has a quiet confidence and is charmingly awkward. Whether she's building forts out of a couch, out of couch cushions, making bath time into a mermaid wonderland, or sliding down railways, Riley is able to turn ordinary experiences into extraordinary adventures. But her confidence is shaken when her family moves from Minnesota to San Francisco Struggling to adjust to a new city and make new friends Riley's happy-go-lucky personality starts to fade But the good news in the end, because I like to leave it good news Is that everything works out for the way it's supposed to in the end And, um, And everything is good But anyway, a little bit of did you know. Yeah. Did you know that Riley appears to be ambidextrous?
0: I knew that from reading the book, but I did not know that from watching the movie.
1: All right. And we say that because she is shown as a toddler drawing Bing Bong on the walls with her left hand and she uses her right hand when she is eating and you know sophie yeah i write with my left hand mm-hmm. i eat with my left hand i throw with my right arm though and i kick with my left foot so i'm either really confused and i bat right-handed and i play golf right-handed i'm either really confused or somewhat ambidextrous and by the way when i play tennis i can use either arm when i'm hmm. swinging the racket so
0: well I remember when I was a little girl Like I would write with my left hand And you guys thought that I was going to be a lefty And then somewhere down the line I changed my mind
1: Yeah and that happens and that's perfectly okay too Um, So anyway that's kind of cool to me I like that, she's, that she might be ambidextrous So, Alright so I don't have anything else on our Disney Who's Who character for the day Um, But I do want to close us with what we think is a really, really cool quote And it's from Walt Disney, of course And it's on Walt Disney World It's related to Walt Disney World And Walt Disney's quote is Believe me, it's the most exciting and challenging assignment We have ever tackled at Walt Disney Productions and I can totally see where he's coming from with that because we both love Disney so much and we love going to Walt Disney World. And I can only imagine the challenge it was to make and bring it all together and make it all work out. So, so yeah, it is a challenge. It's also an exciting challenge. So, so that's cool. Yep. All well right.
0: Then. I think that just about covers it
1: Alright, coming up next week We will be in the month of March, Sophie
0: Yep Which and means, let's
1: which see. means um, what?
0: Which means we're in the same month as we go to Disney I'm not sure if it's two or three weeks, though
1: It'll be two weeks we'll be <gasps> at Disney. Yay! So, because this will release on February 24th Which is Monday, and that'll be three weeks we'll be in Disney Um, But for next week, we're going to talk about our favorite Disney snacks So Sophie, we need to do like a top ten list or a top five list We Um, really do So give it some thought, think about it, come up with at least five snacks That your absolute favorite top top snacks
0: Definitely. And I won't say any that come to the top of my head here because that's for next week.
1: That's right. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. I hope you have a great week and think about Disney and let us know how you want to talk about Disney next. Bye. Bye.